uses emojis. Hello and welcome to Emoji Rap, a podcast about all things emoji. I'm your host, Jeremy Burge, and joining me this month are two people who look after your emojis, Windows users. Here with me today is Judy Safran Asen and Mike LaJoy, both joining me from Microsoft. Hello, both of you. Welcome to the show. Hi, Jeremy and everybody. Hi, good to be here. Uh, so I want to say up the top, uh, both of your jobs involve emoji at Microsoft, but you, you're kind of here as individual human beings that in the world that you're not here representing Microsoft as such. We're just here to have a chat about your thoughts on what's going on in the emoji scene. But Judy, could you first of all start by telling me a bit about your job or what you do at Microsoft that has to do with emoji? Sure. Um, I'm a program manager responsible for many Windows fonts, uh, including Emoji, uh, on the Fluid Design team. And uh, Mike, where, where do you fit into this? I am also part of the Fluent Design team. Um, our group in particular designs and produces all of the iconography as well as Emoji. Uh, and for the people who aren't up with all the Microsoft buzzwords, what is, myself included, I have to say, uh, what is the Fluent Design team? What is Fluent Design uh, as opposed to any other design at Microsoft? Uh, Fluent Design is Microsoft's design system for creating adaptive, empathetic, and beautiful user interfaces. Uh, and when we're talking about the Windows emoji design, it's always fun because we have a, an audio medium here and we're discussing a visual product. But for people who either haven't seen the Windows emoji designs or they have and they can't quite picture it in their heads, they're the ones with the big, thick outline around them. That's, for me, the the clearest way to tell at a distance which one they are. And maybe, Mike, do you... Is there a reason they have the thick outline around them? What's what's going on with that? You're, as far as I'm aware, you're the only major vendor, or Microsoft is the only major vendor that does this sort of style of emoji. Right. Yeah, so there's there's both a functional as well as a design aesthetic reason for that. The functional is emojis are flat colors. Um, we can't do gradients in the font. Uh, so we had to come up with a design system that would work on basically any backgrounds um, back then a few years ago. Uh, we needed to work with the messaging app and, and all of that. And But it also families with the whole iconography language as well. It's you know, built on pure geometry and it's, it's just kind of an extension or a evolution of that. They do fit in really well with the Windows UI. I think when you see a, a browser with them in there, I think that actually they sort of complement the, the interface quite well, which is quite nice. And I do like what you say about the contrasting is that some of the more photorealistic sets um, work quite well, but every now and then you get one that happens to be a sort of a gray looking emoji on a gray background, and then you really, you lose it. Whereas with this thick outline, I guess, unless it's a very dark emoji, you're, you're pretty much always going to see it, right? Right, exactly. Uh, so each month I publish a newsletter that has a bunch of emoji topics, what's been going on that month. We just had World Emoji Day, and uh, that was a couple of weeks ago now. But what I wanted to look at is an announcement that came out from Microsoft not long after World Emoji Day. I think it was about a week ago now, and it was about the new emoji designs coming to Windows, not just designs, the new emojis coming to Windows. They're the Emoji 11.0 updates that came out they were sort of approved earlier in the year and they've got things like the mango the skateboard the redheads 
the Llama. I've already got them here on my Windows install because I'm part of the Insider program. But I think, I don't know if there's a, a set, is, is there a date, a public date yet? Or that's just sometime this year? Mike or Judy, do you know the, when, these are, when these are hitting other users that aren't part of the Insider program? Uh, I don't think that date is um, publicly available yet. But um, I, I would say it's not too far off. Safe to say it's this year. I'm going to say that. I don't know if you want to say that, but I'm going to say that. That I feel <laughs> like if it's, if it's in beta right now, if it's on the Insider program, I think it'd be a, a long shot to say it would be 2019. So let's say sometime in the coming weeks or months, users should get these. And uh, yeah, looking down the list, other ones, there's superheroes, there's a super villain. Mike, you're sort of the design guy here. Is there... How did you come up with this villain? We've got a villain here that's got a green top on. It's got some sort of big glasses on. How do you design a super villain versus a superhero at emoji sizes? Um, bald with a big cape. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, it, it, especially with the, the way our, our people are rendered. We looked at a whole bunch of different ways to treat it, whether have hair, no hair. But we, we didn't want to go too far away from our normal people. Yeah, we just tried to keep it simple and playful. There is the the man is bald. The woman I see has some hair still. I guess the tricky thing that you come across is maybe if you made the woman super villain bald as well, then what even makes that the woman one? Maybe maybe these didn't even need to have genders at right. that sort of scale. I don't know. I don't know what the I can see the the superheroes. You feel like yeah, it's kind of fun having the the man and the woman superhero. But mm -hmm. maybe the evil one could have just been bold and, and sort of nondescript. Yeah. Uh, looking down the rest of the list, we've got a parrot. We have a lobster. We have a swan. Some of these are tricky. The lobster, did you... We, it's a bit tricky when you've got so many limbs and you've got this sort of thick outline <laughs> style there. Is that, right. do you, did you debate lopping off some limbs there? Or, you know, how, how much do you decide you, you want to have all the limbs intact versus going for the, the a more sort of simplified style? Well, we definitely didn't want to lop, up, lop off any limbs after all the feedback you were getting. There was a um, bit of a hoo-ha about the lobster. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and, and in particular, we, we design all of our emoji at um, 32 by 32 pixels. So that also for line weight consistency and all that. And so, yeah, it was, it was tricky trying to squeeze those in there. Is there anything I've missed looking over this list here? Is there any are there any standout emojis that came out in this particular update that sort of for some reason are, are notable in your set? I'm I'm looking through this uh, tweet here as well from Jen Gentleman that sort of uh, listed a few. There's a sponge. There's a cupcake. Uh, I know I know there was some weigh-in on the hamburger last year about you know who's <laughs> yeah. doing which ingredients on the order. Did, did anybody get a veto rights, Judy? Do you get to decide which flavor the cupcake is? No, we, I leave most of the design elements up to Mike and and um, a few of the other folks that help Mike with the projects. I I'm more the taskmaster on timing and release and. So what you're saying is that you, Judy, are making sure that we get the emojis on our devices at the right time, but you are not a uh, you're not a a dictator for the flavors of the cupcakes. You're not you're not the one deciding which cupcakes should get which flavors. You just want to make sure that we get them on our devices at the right time. Is that is that about right? Uh, I think I think I do veto some design choices from time to time, um, but I trust 
Mike and his team to, you know, do do good job, and I don't try to get involved too much in that. You can't. Sometimes be there we, doing we get a little too wild and yeah. pretty reels us back in. <laughs> <laughs> Someone has to, right? Someone has to right. be there. That uh, I know when we do our sample images at Emojipedia, and these don't get used on any platform, so it, it's a lot more lenient, really. That if we make a bad sample image, then it's not going to be used day to day, but we still get a lot of feedback about it, and it can be kind of overwhelming when you first get the whole set that. <laughs> You know, you're looking at all of them collectively, and maybe there's 70 or 80 or over 100 if you include the genders and the skin tones, but I, I guess that's what's fun about the fact that you can go back again and again in future releases and sometimes tweak or change them, because maybe as a whole you're pretty happy, but then when you really hone in on one in particular later on, you go, oh, why did we do that? Or can't we, can't we improve that one? And Mike, I know that that's what's happened over the last few years. Windows has changed a number of designs and sort of tweak them and improve them, which must must be refreshing and nice to be able to do. Yeah, yeah. The uh, the, the the April release was um, we kind of coined that our consistency and coherence release because there were no new emojis. So we we kind of spent our emoji time um, going through the the list, looking at evaluating stuff and and making decisions on what we could, you know, revise to just to make better, but also to be more aligned with, with the other vendors. And um, you, t- you took the opportunity. Yeah. You had the time because exactly. at the time you weren't doing the whole new set like you have done for this update. And there's this sort of relentless yearly schedule where every year there's new emojis that come out and need to be designed. And maybe in the off season, you can, you can tweak a few. Right. Yes, exactly. I mean, we do that anyway, um, but that, that was a good opportunity to do, to do a whole bunch. Uh, and speaking of new emojis, and there's always demand for new new requests and things that are happening. And uh, Judy, I know that we're looking through this month's newsletter and things that are going on in the world. I got you to pick a topic that you thought was interesting for some reason. And uh, maybe you could tell us what that is. Yeah, it's, you know, there's there's been a flurry of articles about the white wine emoji proposal in, in the last week or so. Um, maybe because there was a website created in support of it by a winery. There's several uh, wineries that are proposing a white wine emoji, and I really don't know if these pe- petitions help move the bar. No, no pun intended. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but um, it, it is interesting that the original wine glass emoji is just a wine glass. It doesn't say red or white, but and this predates my involvement with emoji. I imagine they, sh- everybody chose red wine because it just shows up better, uh, renders better than maybe white wine in a glass. Um, but I just think it's it's interesting how how passionate and intense people get about their emoji that they want to lobby for. The and the white wine one comes around. I feel like it comes around about every year. It's definitely one that we hear a lot about is people, uh, maybe it's, I don't want to say a lack of imagination, but because you can see the red wine on the keyboard, it kind of leads your brain down that path of going, well, if there's a red wine, why isn't there a white wine? And maybe it makes you feel stronger about your position than if there was no wine at all, then maybe you kind of go, oh, I don't know. If there there was never any beer or wine, maybe, maybe you don't think about it as much. But just seeing that red wine there, I wonder if people sort of classify themselves as a 
you know, a red wine drinker or a white wine drinker and they suddenly felt feel left out of the conversation. Yeah, there are definitely camps of wine drinkers. Um, and, and now, you know, rosé is quite popular. Mm. Um, a few years ago, you know, rosé was not as certainly as popular as it is now. It was almost considered kind of a, uh, you know, a, the really um, lower end group of <laughs> wines, if you will. Uh-oh. Rosé uh, fans do not write in. Yeah, please don't. You've redeemed yourself. Rosé is amazing now. It's cool Uh, now, guys. It's fine. It's cool. But it's it's the hot thing right now. Yeah. Um, There's rosé everything. Do you care to out yourselves as red wine or white wine drinkers? I actually don't drink much wine because I'm allergic to sulfites. It's a little thing about me that maybe people don't know. Uh, I'm kind of a margarita drinker so i'm going to be <laughs> petitioning for that margarita glass i mean yeah have. what what we've got that cocktail glass there so that looks pretty nice hey but uh there's always room for more isn't there well and that's the thing like i mean you know jeremy we're you know we have a budget for how many emoji can be added annually and you really that article said that we get about 100 proposals a year but i think it's higher than that the I guess it depends. It's one of those things, right? People often ask me that, like they'll sort of say, "How many emoji proposals does Unicode see every year?" And I, I'm not the the head of Unicode, and and there's sort of there's so many layers that you sort of get. A lot of them might get filtered out before I see them, or you see them, or right. anyone that's involved, because that maybe they just didn't even pass a minimum bar. So I, I don't actually know what the tally is for the number of proposals that are good enough to to look at. <laughs> let's say but uh yeah i don't know i I think it's interesting with these that on the one hand i feel philosophically like should we have every variation of everything maybe that's getting a bit much but on the other hand sometimes the pragmatic part of me just kind of goes if people want it that much then maybe we should have it what's the harm yeah i i just i wonder where where it stops and i'm you know it's it is like the fastest growing language emoji i mean it's really no other you know if if i can dare to call it a writing system um which i'll probably get in trouble for uh that is growing at this rate right and it's uh yeah yeah, it's something you have to kind of wrangle (laughs) you you want to you want to get the best selection out of it but how do you do how do you get everyone in the world to agree on what are the most important hundred new characters to add a year or so and that's everyone's not going to be happy no matter what you pick. You either pick the white wine and some people are very happy and others are not, or you, you bump it off and you go, look, we've already got a wine. Isn't that good enough? And Right. If, you're, if your spouse brings home red wine instead of white wine, you're just going to drink it anyway. <laughs> that, that should be the official response in your opinion. Just uh, <laughs> It's wine. It's fine. It's good enough. Yeah. Um, Mike, you have an article here about... It's, I've seen that. I love the the title that it's called. Biologists are bugged about the ant emoji. What is <laughs> what is this all about? Well, yeah, um, there's there, like Judy said. There's articles all the time about how passionate people are about this emoji or that emoji. And the the one that crossed my feed recently was uh, the the ants. And how I my my favorite part of it was the fact that he actually rated them or and. Uh, it gave some very interesting feedback about the designs in particular. Uh, they, I think ours looked Muppet-like was the 
Muppet the reaction. Like, <laughs> I'm scrolling down now. I'm trying to find the description of the the Windows uh, ant. Do you have it in front of you yeah. there? I'm, I'm looking down the page. That uh... yeah, the the review on the Microsoft one is floppy antenna, pointy Muppet face, oddly <laughs> posed legs. What is she? She has no waist. <laughs> yeah. um, uh, what what do you think about that? Is that a fair review of of, of the Microsoft ant emoji? I would definitely agree with the the legs look a little weird. Um, it's definitely one we're going to add to our list of uh, revisions at some point. Uh, um, to to improve, it's an interesting choice of the red. I don't know whether you want to comment on that, but everyone else has a black ant, and Microsoft has a red ant. Is yeah, there, is there anything going on there that people the people should know? I to be honest, I can't comment on it because that was a decision before i was kind of the lead of of the design i'm Um, assuming it's the outline yeah i mean it's it also could be to to do with the the black outline you're hardly going to see a a black ad on a black outline not the official Um, word but just a a hypothesis here and yeah that would make some sense that if it were purely black with your particular solid style, what would you do? I guess it could be light gray, but that would be yeah. We we've we re- recently redid the uh, spider, and we have several grays in our palette. Um, I, that's another thing to kind of understand about our font is we have a, a limited palette of, I think it's about seventy-five to a hundred colors. Oh wow! To choose from, I didn't realize that. I just pictured that you had all the all the colors in the world. No, no, we it's it's actually based on the the Windows 10 uh, accent color palette. It's a, it's a derivative of that. That's also why they they work very well within the system, as we were talking about earlier. Yes. But yeah, it's we've you know we've got a handful of each value um, of red or green or blue. Which I guess is generally maybe helpful because it does make them look like part of a set. And one thing I do notice when I look at the Microsoft set, when you kind of stand back from it, it, it fits together really nicely. And maybe that maybe that's one of the reasons. Yep, for sure. Uh, yes, I hadn't really considered the spider. Let me have a look at your spider. Uh, maybe I'm looking at an older version here. Let me have a look. Microsoft spider emoji. I guess it's distinct enough. Maybe the outline's going to work quite well. Oh, here I see yeah. you got some little red dots on the back there. Yeah, see that that's the old one. The okay. the new one will be in the uh in the next update. Oh, great. Uh what yeah. what what are we going to see on the new one? Um it's a little different. Um we got rid of the red dots. Okay. And uh just changed the shape more than anything. It is. Um, a that bit was of another one. Yeah. That one was another one that had kind of strange legs on it. Um you must get all kinds of feedback on sort of on your designs people feel very strongly about it. Sometimes I do find that people get a bit upset about realism, and sometimes you don't want it to be real. You want it to maybe be sort of iconic. Do you do you have a a, a feeling on that? Whether realism's a helpful metric to go by, or or where you stand on the realism versus maybe the iconography? Yeah, well, I mean, our design style lends toward more the the iconography, but uh, we also want it to feel as anatomically correct as possible. Yeah, we we've. We redid the bee as well, um, and the scorpion, the ladybug, and so we'll we'll add the ant to the list of of new ones. You want to be as correct as you can be without ruining the design, is right? That, is within that fair? The, yes, within the constraints of the design language. 
Right. That if you if you can be correct and look good, you'll do it. But if you can't be correct and look good, does does the anatomical accuracy does that then drop off if it just can't look good at that sort of science? Yeah, totally. Uh, so I had an article here that I thought it's interesting the timing with this that there's an article here it's on uh, Mashable and the title is now there's a space cat but it's only available on one OS and what's interesting is this this is the ninja cat and the astro cat that's been around on Windows for over a year now and, and that sort of it's announced like it's a new a new feature and I do wonder I feel like maybe Emojipedia just tweeted you know sometimes it tweets out mm. random facts and I think maybe the timing coincided where it happened to just mention it and maybe someone took it as that being mm. a new feature but uh exactly what are these what's the deal what's the deal Judy with these with these cats <laughs> why do we have these extra cats on the Microsoft platforms that we don't have anywhere else well, there's there's a lot of really in-depth articles about the Ninja Cat and and where it came from. Um, it's mostly to support our insiders, um, just something fun and different for them. Uh, we do a lot of swag and and various illustrations and things for events, and we we just love Ninja Cat. She's um, going places <laughs> going what is, space. For, for, for people that haven't seen ninja cat how do you describe what ninja cat looks like to 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 the average person that's listening right now that has no idea what ninja cat looks like so uh, the the distinction for ninja cat really is the headband you know there are other cat illustrations used throughout microsoft websites and and you know out of box experiences and whatnot but uh to identify Ninja Cat as Ninja Cat, um, she has to, and, and Ninja Cat is a female. Um, I didn't know that until fairly recently. Oh, that's good. You've done your research, yeah. or you've yeah. accidentally found out your research before the show. Right. Well, well, we have a, a an employee here at Microsoft named Casey Lemson, and she um, created Ninja Cat. Um, and there's a, a few good articles about that for people that really want to dive into that uh, story a little bit more. Um, I don't want to tell her story. I will find one and link it in the show notes. Uh, what, so, great. so what has happened here, though, is that this Ninja Cat has found its way into Windows, which honestly are kind of some of the most fun emojis on Windows because of normal to approve a new emoji normally through Unicode, it does need to be kind of sensible. Let's say they're not, the kind, <laughs> you know, they're not just approving mm-hmm. wacky whatever sort of things, and to have this cat here that's an astronaut in one pose and then it's riding on top of a dinosaur in another pose. It's pretty fun. It's it's fun to have it there, except it doesn't work cross-platform. I don't know. Do you do you, do you wish it did, or is it kind of fun just being a Windows-only feature? I think it was added before we um, really thought a whole lot about whether it worked on other systems. Which, um, uh, you know, again, before my my involvement with Emoji, um, but I think it's been great this year that we've sort of had the year of, you know, kind of alignment and. Um, cross-platform compatibility uh, so that, you know, if somebody sends an emoji from one device to another OS's device, you you can tell that you're seeing the same thing. Uh, it's recognizable. Right. That seems to have been sort of a, at least from the outside, it seems like that's been a bit of a focus this year, Mike, when you mentioned before about tweak, getting a chance to tweak some emojis. It's not just the animals, it's also particularly the faces sometimes that they if they mm-hmm. convey a different emotion it's let's 
pretty much problematic, right? And at some stage you need to pick, mm. do you like your design better or would you prefer go with a design that looks more like what other platforms are using to sort of make sure the message doesn't get lost? And I guess that's right, something exactly. that is, needs to always be up for review. Do you, do you have to sort of check, check in every now and then just to make sure that your faces are conveying what everybody else is doing? Because obviously the other platforms, they change as well. Yeah, it's it. We we look at stuff all the time. Um, I'm always interested in in what the other folks are doing, and you know, I I love that they're they're on Twitter and and talking about stuff as well. Um, yeah, so. we we get a lot of feedback through um, various channels. Um, we're always looking for some place where. Um, thing you know I mean they're they're symbols and they're easy to misconstrue and they're easy to uh, misunderstand and you send someone a face that looks like something else you can have a really bad evening at home (laughs) your spouse (laughs) thinks you sent a you know yes some of these can really if you you, I know some of them yeah if if you think you're sending something kind of happy and it looks kind of grumpy at the other end you're really really not in for a good time are you yeah and you know, at, at typical emoji sizes, it, some of the faces can be difficult to distinguish. Yeah, absolutely. I know that's a, a common, been a common complaint on some platforms over the years about the laughing, crying, and the crying, crying. Mm-hmm. That, that uh, I noticed the Windows ones are quite exaggerated in particular, maybe just to make sure that there is no confusion, that you're not actually laughing at someone's sadness. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, that's we. The previous set we did a lot of work on the on the mouths of the smileys uh to try and get them a little more re- aligned uh, but also more distinct separating the teeth some of the early feedback on them was that, that it looked like a milk mustache and so we, yeah. we wanted to address that yeah um, i can i can see i'm looking at some of the older designs now i can see how you know when they're blown up real big you can kind of see what's going on but you're right when you do scale it down and you sort of see this white line on top of someone's mouth it it you're right it does look like a milk mustache yeah exactly um, um one thing i like about the the windows emoji set that maybe doesn't get a whole bunch of press it comes around every now and then is the fact that you can support all the different family combinations that you can have a, a, a dad with dark skin and a mum with light skin and a kid with whatever skin tone you want and they they do degrade quite nicely to other platforms because they're done as sequences. And mm-hmm. I, I guess that's something that I'd like to see happen on, on more platforms, that that would be quite helpful to, for other people to support. But as far as I understand it, one key reason that you can support it maybe more easily than other platforms, not to speak for them, but is that your emoji font is kind of clever. It's sort of these layers of vector parts i don't mm-hmm. you probably got a better yeah. way to phrase that but you sort of layer the different bits on top of each other whereas some of the other platforms just render a total image maybe you could explain that better than mm-hmm. i am yeah sure um the the analogy that i like to use is um so years ago i i worked at a skateboard company and designed skateboards and which actually made the skateboard emoji a lot of fun to work on but to do screen printing, you have to separate everything into different screens and then print film and burn the screen, so on and so forth. And when we were working on, on the new emoji font for Windows 10, all of that history in my mind came back. I was like, oh, I could totally do this just like I did the, the screen separations way back in the day. And it's, it's fairly simple, really. Each color gets its own layer. And within the font, there's the color palette that we mentioned, 
and and then there's another table in there that tells okay this glyph gets this color this glyph gets this color and so we can very efficiently change colors um within the font itself uh, and and that does mean that when you have these these thousands and thousands of family combinations that i suspect you're not there manually making every single family combination there's something algorithmic or there's some way that you're managing to layer the people together yeah. without you sitting there designing every single one is that fair to say correct yeah and it's obviously yeah, it's, a bit it's of a open bonus type, open type layout um does the positioning this is for someone that's not in the font world that's a specific yeah. <laughs> type, a specific type of font that maybe differs than the other types of fonts is that uh, how that works right Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can go to um, Microsoft.com slash typography and dig into our spec and learn more than you ever thought was possible <laughs> about um, open type tables. I love it. I'm going to put that in yeah. the show notes as well for uh, what a good plug for Microsoft font technology. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, I, and uh, obviously the emoji set is a good demonstration of that then, right? Because people, it's in your face. You see it day to day rather than just right. a dry description of this theoretical thing you can do. Yeah, there are several color font technologies. And so we sort of extended the open type technology, a few of the existing tables, add some more tables. Again, this is a little bit before me, but I obviously have uh, caught up a bit. And um, so if you look at the color font spec and the open type layout spec, you can kind of see how they work together. Yeah, we, we kind of took it to the next level with the, mm-hmm. the combos, though, because there's a lot of a lot of under the hood font stuff that we were able to do because of the, the way the layers work. And um, yeah, in a in a nutshell, there's kind of a dad left and a dad right and a kid left and a kid right and mom and so on and so forth and that's through that positioning stuff is how we rearrange them all depending on what combo you put in and then presumably if if these red wines white wines blue cars green cars <laughs> orange cars come through in theory yeah. you'd be in a pretty good position to to implement that absolutely that's yeah. it's it's literally changing the color reference on one line in the font well, don't give people any ideas or they might start lobbying you for every... <laughs> Go, yeah. Didn't you say how easy it was? And, you know, putting aside the user interface and Unicode and all the other things. But, uh, but at, the very, right. at the very minimum, the, the font spec it would enable you, you to do that. It wouldn't make a giant, giant font file because you can't exactly. those colors. Right. Uh, well, I, we're just about out of time. So I want to thank you both for joining me. But Judy, if people want to follow you on the internet, can they? And if so, where? Well, um, I sort of have quite a distinct separation between my work life and personal life. So um, they can follow Microsoft Design Brilliant. on Twitter, Facebook, and Medium. Microsoft. Would that be at Microsoft Design on most of these platforms? I'll, uh, right. I'll, I'll add the links in there. And yeah, Mike, I, I can help you. Brilliant. I love that. Mike, and for yourself, uh, can people follow you or should they also follow Microsoft Design to, to know more? Um, I'm on Twitter. I'm at M Syndicate D. So capital M and then the word Syndicate and the capital D. M Syndicate D mm-hmm. on Twitter if you want to follow Mike. And uh, for me, I would like to thank Jonathan Mann for our theme music, Joshua Jones for the show art. And if you would like to keep up with the show, you can follow it on Twitter 
at Emoji Wrap. Maybe follow Emojipedia at Emojipedia for more up-to-date emoji news. Or you can follow me just posting travel photos at Jeremy Burge. Uh, thank you both for joining me, and I'll speak to I'll speak to everybody else next time. Thank you very much. Thanks, Jeremy. Yeah, good to be here.